So international business and global business is at the heart of what we do. I'm a facilitator. My role, my team, we, we facilitate connections as well. I think it's working like you're an alumni of some university. You don't know each other, but you graduated from the same university and then you have already this trust. People buy from people. We want to know each other. We want to have relationships with you. We want to have trust. Unless you have something so unique that is not existing in the whole world. Behind the road, there is a, a human with the whole universe inside of this person. Hi, I am Dmitro Švets, your host at the Start Global Insights, where I interview experts in different countries about local business secrets and international expansion experience. Local business communities like business associations or chambers of commerce are often advised as one of the sources for exporters. In some cases, they can be just formal organizations that are not worth spending your time on, but some of them may serve as gates to the local markets. And after the conversation with the London Chamber of Commerce and Industry, I must admit that this is exactly the last case. My guest today is Nick Charles, the head of community and member relationships at the London Chamber of Commerce. And we will talk about the possibilities of cooperation with this organization for companies looking to sell to the UK markets. Hi, Nick. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Uh, Nick, could you tell a bit more about your experience and what do you do? Yes, of course. So my job title is Head of Community and Member Relationships at the London Chamber of Commerce. I've worked at the London Chamber of Commerce for 11 years now within the membership department of the London Chamber. Quite a bit of time. A lot of time. It's gone so quickly. It's gone so quickly. And we have a saying in England that time flies when you're having fun. And my whole experience at the London Chamber has been a, a fun and enjoyable one, particularly because of the huge amount of interesting individuals and businesses that you meet on a daily basis and fantastic entrepreneurs, innovators, and also the ability to be able to help people and provide support. So my role at the London Chamber of Commerce, the London Chamber of Commerce is presently on a real journey of growing and um, growing its outreach and growing its business community. At the moment, the London Chamber of Commerce business community totals in between 6,500 and 7,000 businesses. So it's a really good number. Prior to the start of the COVID pandemic, that number was only around 2,000. So we are growing significantly through a number of initiatives that we've launched that seem to be working really well. Okay. But we are London. When you look at the, the amount of businesses in there are in London, we are a global city. People from all around the world want to come and do business in London. So we need to grow and we need to be able to provide services in the function that give support to the wider out businesses that want to be part of the London business community. So my role itself, I look after a membership team. So our role is threefold. It's bringing, growing the business community. So bringing more businesses on board to become members of the London Chamber of Commerce, to join the London Chamber Community Network. It's being able to deliver services and benefits to those businesses to ensure that they're getting the support that they need to grow, develop. Most businesses join the London Chamber of Commerce for three reasons. It's to connect, it's to raise profile, and it's to get business support. 
So connections will come in the form of events and networking. Profile raising will come in the form of being able to advertise on our website, being able to feature in our London Business Matters magazine. You'll be able to join and take part in the London Chamber of Commerce digital community app. We've had up and running for over two years now. And business support comes in many different ways. We're very, very lucky as a not-for-profit organisation to have fantastic facilities in the City of London. There's workspace solutions and members' lounge and private meeting room facilities that businesses are able to use. So if you are a business who is based overseas in Ukraine or France or Germany, but we want to visit London throughout the year to do business, to meet people. By joining an organisation like the London Chamber of Commerce, you have what we call a home from home. When you're in London and you're away from your office, you can base yourself on work at the London Chamber of Commerce. You can, you can respond to emails. You can have meetings there. You can invite clients and contacts to come and meet your space at the London Chamber of Commerce. So it's, it's like a representative office overseas, yeah? It is. It is. And mm -hmm. it's about giving them support. So hopefully every year people look back, businesses look back and said, yes, we got what we needed from the London Chamber of Commerce. We got the vital support. We got the connections. We got the profile raising opportunities that we needed. So we're trying hard to do that. It's never perfect. Because there aren't, every, not everyone is able to get what they need out of it. But the feedback we are receiving is overwhelmingly very positive. So we're definitely doing the right thing at the moment. Nick, and you said that you mentioned that um, actually not only uh, companies from London are, and uh, not, not only companies from Britain are joining the uh, Chamber of Commerce. So is it like common that uh, companies from abroad are also in the members? Absolutely. Absolutely. We have. Prior to the COVID pandemic, we used to, we had an international business team. We ran trade missions around the world every year. We did events on how to do business in overseas markets at the London Chamber of Commerce. I'll also mention as well, I won't go into too much detail because I'm not a specialist, but we are, we issue a lot of export documentation. So we're one of the biggest issuers of export documentation in the UK. So international business and global businesses at the heart of what we do. By documentation, you mean some reports and researches? No, if you are an exporter, again, I was speaking very basic terms, but if you need to move or send goods all around the world, you do mm -hmm. need paperwork and documentation to oh, do okay, that. Okay. And many yeah, businesses get that paperwork through there. But yeah, people around the world, um, international business is very big for us and we are in a position, we are in the process of forming relationships with cities and chambers of commerce all around the world again at the moment. We are open to everyone. Anyone around the world, a registered business can go to our website, they can speak to us, say, we want to come to London, we want to win business in London, we want to make connections in London. How do we do it? the London Chamber of Commerce can give you the help and support that you need to ensure it's a success. So in fact, if you are uh, becoming a member of the Chamber of Commerce of London, uh, then you are becoming a member of this community, and then you can actually use the benefits uh, of going overseas from London uh, with the help of your uh, Chamber of Commerce. 100%. That's, that's, so that's an interesting pivot, yeah? So it is. It is. I mean, you join anyone joins the London Chamber of Commerce now, gets access to 
uh, business community automatically of well over six and a half thousand businesses that's growing. It's companies of all shapes and sizes, different sectors, different industries. It's a real mix. We represent everyone with a voice of London business. It's a very good point and people are interested. I suppose if you are based overseas in a certain country, you want to come to London to do business, then you realise by being in London, there are other countries and industries would like to embark upon, would like an introduction to. The London Chamber of Commerce can indeed help. Yeah, great, great idea. I just didn't think about that in that way. So I was always thinking about the Chambers of Commerce in other countries as an entry point to this country, but not like a hub to... Uh, to go uh, uh, in other countries, yeah, represented already by by the, for example, UK, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you are like uh, going to United States uh, trade mission with UK Chamber of Commerce or London Chamber of Commerce, and uh, being from Ukraine, for example, yeah. So you are yeah. like in the mission in, uh, but uh, from from like from the UK side, but being at the same time the company from other country. As long as again, without speak being an expert on any paperwork and documentation that's needed as well from overseas travel. But yes, a business, if you join, if you're based overseas in Ukraine, but you come into London, now for example, the London Chamber of Commerce are looking to run a trade mission to the USA or Canada or anywhere else around the world. Absolutely, it's a great opportunity to become part of that. And our role will be to make connections and opportunities for those businesses. You you said uh, that you are dealing with uh, members, yeah. So you are like building relationships with them and talking to them. And you, you actually said uh, why they are uh, joining the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, but you know, th- there is also uh, always this uh, kind of a deeper insight of the uh, value that people are getting. And when you are talking to them, what are the most of uh, the things that are they that they are using uh, while being the members? That's a very good point. It's a very, very good question. And it's something we work and analyze on a regular basis. But I can tell a story from a few years ago. So in there was a, a commercial cleaning company based in London, the southeast of England, who came to us and said, Dick, we're based in London. We've got a fantastic retail client. They're just about to open two flagship stores in major European cities. And they've invited us to work there. They're, they're interested in us going there to work, for example. We'd love to, but we've never had any experience at all in doing business overseas. How, what can we do? How, how can we do this? Through our international business team and contacts, this was a good number of years ago, we were able to support that commercial cleaning company and put them in touch with fellow companies in these European cities where they were able to work together, subcontract the work, and it was a really, really successful project. So that's a really key, good example. Other parts, we're very big, we've been very big and successful over the years within the property and construction arena. So construction companies, residential, commercial development, that type of thing. We've had companies who have been to our events, members, construction companies or consultancies, who have been to a networking event and said, Nick, based on that event you held, there was a connection I made there. Off of one that connection, we can 
trace and we can say we've got seven, 60 or 70 million pounds worth of business out of it. So there's some really fantastic stories we're able. We don't measure them all the time, but the more we speak to members in terms of conversation and understand more about their business, their success, we just realise just how powerful our networking events are. That ability, a really simple forum to get people together with relevant partners and contacts in the room really does build tremendous results. It's the whole thing, network, networking connections and our role as a chamber of commerce. By being able to bring people together, which we do very well, we have a, a networking program of around 200 events a year. I think it is like, it's working like, uh, like, like you are an alumni of uh, some university. Yeah. So you were, you don't know each other, but you, you, you graduated from the same university and then you have already this trust issue uh together yeah so the same thing as with your members when, when I, th- they- I, th- I think that's a really interesting point actually that people get to know each other people another reason why businesses and I, I guess it's a, a particular point for any businesses overseas looking to join the london chamber of commerce they want to feel part of they want to feel recognized as part of the london business community they want to be able to go to an event you're another London Chamber of Commerce member. I'm a member of the London Chamber of Commerce. So a little benefit we do is if you join the London Chamber of Commerce, you can use the proud to be a member of the London Chamber of Commerce logo on your website, email signatures, other marketing material. And people like that because it makes them feel part of the business community, as it were. Yeah, I think this is very, very strong psychological thing. Yeah, so you don't need to build this trust for a long period of period of time because you are like borrowing the trust of the um, umbrella community that you are in. Absolutely. And I think the, the thing I've come to realize is that everyone's different. And bear in mind, my role, obviously, within the London Chamber, I'm a facilitator. My role, my team, we, we facilitate connections as well. So what we tend to stress to members of businesses, it's about relationships. It's about getting to know each other. That's what people want. It's not what we call a hard sell. So if I, what I'm, I'm really enjoying doing with businesses, if they're interested in similar areas, there's potential synergy of them working together to partner, look at shared opportunities. I think it's very easy to bring people together and say, guys, I'd like to connect you for explore conversation, just as if there's any synergy come together. Isn't about one company sending a service specifically to others. That does happen. It's about getting to know each other, conversation. Oh, I want to know you. Tell me about your business. How can we work together? How can we look for shared opportunities together? And that ethos works very well. Just coming back to your your story about the networking yeah, and uh, conversation between companies. Probably it is different uh, between the regions. Uh, so the business culture in London may be a bit different from the business culture in Glasgow. But uh, in general, from your opinion and feeling, how open British people are to such conversations and relationships and uh, just talking to a stranger about something? I think the whole point of joining an organization like the London Chamber of Commerce or another Chamber of Commerce in the UK is because you're willing to speak to other businesses. Obviously, there will be some organisations that aren't as open or willing to connect as others. But overwhelmingly, from my experience of London Chamber of Commerce, businesses want to meet people. They want to speak. They want to get to know you. They want to exchange details. They want to see if they can help. They want to see if you can help them. But something we've been working and striving towards is that we actually need to be the Chamber of Commerce of the 21st century. So what we launched two and a half years ago was the London Chamber of Commerce digital app. 
So if you are a business all around the world now, if you're in Ukraine, if you're anywhere in the world, you can register for the London Chamber of Commerce Digital app and whoever else around the world, part of the Chamber of Business Community, is registered in the app, you can start conversations, you can connect with them, you can raise your profile. They can go on the various groups on the app, a business owners group, an international trade group, a connected livable London group, a hospitality and leisure and tourism group. They can go on there, raise their profile and connect with an audience they'd like to connect with in London. And how do you sell? So you are you are selling your services yet yeah, to, to to London companies. What is what is what is your approach to get these clients? It's a really good point. Selling the London Chamber of Commerce isn't about selling it. It's just about being open and making people aware of the opportunities. I would say understanding if a business has reached out to us or we've reached out to businesses in the campaign to say we are mm -hmm. here to help the London Chamber of Commerce would like to speak to you. I think we use social media a lot to promote what the London Chamber of Commerce are doing and encourage businesses to get in touch. So you're, you're, you're like creating the funnel, the incoming funnel of leads. Yeah? So they're, they're coming to your website. It's a very interesting point. In the modern age, it's very digital and very remote and te technological base. And people still value the conversation. I want to speak to you over the phone. I want to speak to you on Teams. I want to have a coffee with you. I want to tell you about my business. I want to see how how you can help me. How can the London Chamber of Commerce help my business support and grow? Mm -hmm. And apart from incoming leads uh, that you are generating? Apart from incoming leads, we go out at trade shows and exhibitions is a big thing for us. So if you can get uh, an exhibition that attracts thousands of businesses over a two to three day period, mm -hmm. we'd like mm -hmm. to be there and say, here with the London Chamber of Commerce. And it seems when you are at a place and you are here and other businesses are there, they want to speak to you. They want to speak to you. So we don't like going out and say, we want to sell London Chamber of Commerce to you. It's about letting know people, letting businesses and people know that the London Chamber of Commerce is here. When people speak to us as well, it's just being able to understand what are they looking for? Some business, particularly if you're a small business and particularly if you're a business overseas as well, all of our members get free legal and HR advice. And another key bit of advice that we launched two years ago is a service that we created a Ask the Expert service. Well, basically in all key business areas, legal issues, financial issues, sales and marketing issues, IT and cyber issues, well-being issues as well. Sustainability issues is another one amongst others. We went out to our members and said, look, we're looking to provide an advisory service where members can come to us and say, I would like advice in certain areas. Would you as a member, you're an expert in finance, for example, you're an expert in sales and marketing, would you be willing to give some free advice? to fellow members who want to use the service. And that's worked really well. So members can go to us now, whether they're based in London or overseas, and say, look, I'd like to sell more effectively or market myself more effectively to UK London businesses. How can I do that? We've got members who are experts. As part of this service, they'll be happy to give you an hour's worth of free, adv free advice to help you on your way. That's very valuable. Mm. And again, that's our role as business support. But again, we're bringing people together to get the support that they need. And for our experts as well, they're actually able to speak to an audience who are actually interested in their services. Yeah, and actually promote their services as well. Uh, you, were, you, were, you were talking about the social media advertising, yes, so to, to get uh, incoming funnel of, uh, of leads. Uh, what are the social media uh, that are popular within business community? 
It's a really good. Uh, I'm not the expert. I'm not a social media expert, but I've got a good. I've got a good understanding. LinkedIn. Obviously, most of our members. For me, being at the London Chamber of Commerce, I've got a network and connections of several thousand on LinkedIn, and I don't use LinkedIn proactively all the time. There are colleagues who use LinkedIn on a regular basis to great degree. So, LinkedIn is a fantastic way to connect with colleagues. Twitter, the London Chamber of Commerce is very successful on Twitter. Twitter. We've got uh-huh. a really good follow on Twitter to go out there as well. Um, I, I just know this from speaking to businesses, many small business owners I've spoken to. Twitter's one of those things that if you are to embark on Twitter to promote your business and engage, it's something you need to keep doing on a regular basis. Now, when you are working and communicating with uh, members uh, from overseas uh, and they are entering Britain like a market, um, do you see or from your experience you can say for about some um, usual mistakes that they do or what they are doing not correct? I think it's linked to what we were talking about is the pr- approach to businesses. I think if you're just going to reach out to someone to do a very quick sale, my experience at the London Chamber of Commerce is that won't be terribly, terrifically well received by a number of businesses. So I would say that, that that's definitely a mistake. I think people need to realise and need to join an organisation and get to know each other to to have to be patient, to build relationships, to understand the business environment, to understand who their target market is, who in membership, where can I build connections, who can help me, how can I help them, how can it reciprocate each other. So that that would be my recommendation. So the, the biggest mistake is not to think in long term, yeah, not to build this long term uh, approach. Absolutely. And with that, I think a strategy needs to be made. Let me speak to organizations where they can help and guide me. If I'm going to launch a marketing business development strategy where I'm going to email businesses in London, the UK, what would be the best way to do that? What what are the key topics I should mention? What would be the best way to reach out to them by email? For example, another key service that we give is business development support. So members all over the world can come to us and say to our business information team, we would like a list of contacts. We'd like to reach out to people to engage. How can we do that? So great, we can, we can help with contacts. We can do that for businesses. However, there's no point in reaching out to people if you haven't got a coherent strategy, if you haven't given some thought to who your target audience is, who in these organizations are best people to speak to as well. Well, my approach, if you are entering the country, then the first thing that you should do is to just talk to your potential clients, not sell. So in no way to sell because you don't know the uh, the pains, you don't know what uh, they are looking for and uh, you don't know what can you give them as a value. Because I, I'm sure that they are like bombarded by emails from all over the world, if, especially if they are some big distributors. Well, we all, it's a very good point. If you're a finance director, an organization recruitment manager, you're going to be getting far too many emails. Even me, it's keeping up on emails and giving enough attention to emails is a really difficult task. So I think that's a very good point. Understanding businesses, let me meet up. Okay, these are the people 
potentially down the line I want to sell to. They're the people I want to do business with. Let me spend some time meeting them, get to know them. Who are they? Let me understand them. What are their needs? What are their challenges? How can I help? How can my business, what with its services and what it does, what's the advantage that I can provide to these business? How can I be as useful as possible? And yeah, that's my recommendation. You know, you know, I think that this is the the problem of uh, perception of your potential client as just a client or transactional point, but not as a partner. And if you're going overseas or abroad, then then your client becomes your partner because it is it will take you a lot of time to build this relationship to understand to the the pains and gains and and then to deliver their value to them to grow it. Further, yeah, because if you're just selling like like a transaction, then what what's the point? Unless you have something so unique that is not existing yes, in the whole world, and that happens. It really does happen from time to time. Good luck to these people. People buy from people. I know it's a cliche. We say it all the time, but here in the UK, people buy from people. We want to know each other. We want to have relationships with you. We want to have trust. We want to have appreciation as well at the same time we still want to be able to deliver an excellent service and receive an excellent product but i want to trust and have a good relationship with the person i'm engaging with does that make sense that makes totally sense because uh, just recently i made um, as, as you know i also teach in, in business school yeah and so we have uh, had a course with for sales and um, i have this type of exercise uh, called uh, empathy map you, you are learning how you can understand other people's feelings and, and uh, what is inside of them. And and after that, afterwards, uh, I was talking to, to participants and they were salespeople from, from organization. I said, what, what are your insights? I asked. And then they said, you know, we, it was the first time in my life that I, I saw a human <laughs> behind the client. It's uh, remarkable how we, we forget that, that uh, behind the role there is a, a human human being with with all um universe uh, inside of of this person with all these relationships and relatives and problems and and life events and just trying to sell them the functional stuff uh, that they need in their jobs but in their to so behind that job role there is a person that feels 100 percent. we've got feels and emotions and we all react to certain diff- to things differently from one day to the next. It's part of being human. But I still think, overwhelmingly, the power of getting to know the individual, that person, and having empathy, like you said. Empathy is so important and it's so critical and it's so valuable. Yeah, because if you are thinking about, like like we always saw, uh, thought about British people, England, Queen, uh, kingdom, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. So all that uh, very posh and very like uh, high level hierarchical structures, and, and uh, you cannot even look different uh, from what the, uh, you are expected uh, to, yeah? yeah. And then when I start doing business or talking to to British people, it appeared that you are just ordinary people uh, from flesh and blood. It's very true. I mean. London, London is a very diverse city as well. And I mean, it's huge progress is being made as well. Uh, I believe, I think, I think some over 40 or so percent of the London population are from different ethnic, ethnic minority backgrounds. I think, for example, 
mm-hmm. I think look, it's, it's, it's significant. So what the London Chamber is really promoting inclusivity as well. So something we've done in recent years, we've had for a number of years now a really active Asian Business Association because of, if you like, the number of businesses in London that come from Asian-owned backgrounds. Something we launched around two and a half years ago was the first London Chamber's first ever Black Business Association that's been really successful to do some great work on um, dealing with the issues that many Black-owned businesses in London are facing, access to finance, for example. Although we've done it in recent years, there was a stop. We've launched this year a brand new Women in Business program and initiative to help female business people, female entrepreneurs as well. It's great. So... If you come to a London Chamber of Commerce event, now most events, you sit down, look at the audience, and it's a really diverse mix of um, gender, ethnic backgrounds, for example, that's far more rep- starting to represent what the London community in as a as a whole looks like. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, clear. So, Nick, um, I think that uh, we are a bit uh, running of time already. As I said before, time flies when you're having fun. That time went quickly. It was it was fun to, to talk to you. And I, I would talk much uh, more because it is really interesting to understand uh, the the country, the culture, yes, the, the opportunities that you have there. Thank you. I, I hope what little input I've been able to make has been useful for people listening. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.